This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Hello and welcome back to Florida Foodie. I'm your host, Lisa Bell. Today's guests got their start after spending years working in retail. The loss of a job and the desire for a good New York style bagel led them to an unplanned business. Their bagels became a hit with the couple selling them right out of their home at one point. Now they are getting ready to open their second brick and mortar location in less than a year. So we are very happy to be joined today by Jeff and Danielle Pereira from Jeff's Bagel Run. Thank you guys so much for joining us today. This is so exciting. Very exciting. Thank you for having us. Yeah. So I mentioned you used to both work in retail. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about your background. What were you doing before you were making dozens (laughs) of bagels every day? Um, All right. So I started my career. I graduated from the University of Florida um, and started working at Target in their leadership development program. So I was basically an assistant manager equivalent. Um, Worked my way up through the company. You know, a lot of leadership focus at Target. Uh, Was a store manager. And then I worked in the field in a food operations role and then in an uh, overall operations role. So logistics focused for about 50 stores. So I did that for about eight years and then got recruited to work at Ross stores. So Ross Dress for Less. Um, I was a district manager with them. So I managed um, upwards of 16 locations for the company, um, both in South Florida and up in the Orlando market. So that's my career, mostly retail leadership, um, operational focus. I'm definitely very passionate about efficiency and processes. So um, translated a lot to the bagel business, which you wouldn't think, but I think that's a big part of some of our success is that operational background. And Jeff, your background? Not entirely different. Um, Danielle and I actually met at Target years after, so I'm a little bit older than she is. But I worked at Target for about 13 years, um, did a number of different jobs there. I started as a card attendant right here at the Oviedo Target store when I was going to school at UCF. And then um, I moved on to a couple different companies. I worked for Apple Retail. I was a store leader there. And I also worked with Adidas Group as well as the North Face. So how do you go from places like that to making bagels and being successful business, bagel business owners? So you can, can, you'll tell a story better than me. So you can tell. All right. So (laughs) in August of 2019, I was laid off. I was working in senior living. I'd been recruited away from retail and was, was great. I was home a lot more. Uh, It was a really good job, but I was the low man on the totem pole, so to speak. And um, I was like, oh. And I stayed home with the kids. So Danielle ended up going back to work. She had been home with the children. And, um, uh, you know, she's like, why don't you just take a break? You know, stay home and I'll go back to work. And I did that. It was awesome. It was the first time I hadn't worked in, I don't know, 30-something years. It was pretty wonderful. And um, we had some overlap. And she said, you know, why don't you make me a bagel? Just at home one day, you were just sitting in the living room? We were driving to Winter Park Uh to get bagels. So I had... You don't realize when you're just like picking up bagels in like your normal life, like how often you're near a good bagel shop. And I was out in Lake Mary and I was in Winter Park for the job that I was in. And I would just grab a dozen from our favorite bagel shop out there and bring them home. We'd freeze them. And then suddenly the freezer stash ran out. We had no bagels. So we were both home. We had that overlap when neither of us were working. 
And we were driving to Winter Park, 45 minutes to get bagels. And we're like, this is silly. Like, there's no bagel shop on our side of town. So she said, why don't you make me one? Yeah. Ultimately, I was like, <laughs> just wanted him to stay busy, not get depressed, not, right. I mean, being laid off is, you know, obviously it's now after COVID, many people have experienced this. But mm -hmm. I think for him at this point in his life, it was like a shock. Kind you of know? traumatic. Yeah, yeah. And I wanted to make sure that he just maintained a good sense of worth or like, yeah. and I was like, all right. And I also truthfully did not think it would last. I thought it would be something that he would try and be like, whatever, didn't work out, he'd go play <laughs> golf. Like I, it was, I don't know, on a whim, I guess. And then, but I did keep feeding your, your sort of obsession. So well, I, I had but better. So you guys always liked bagels. Obsessed. Like I, okay. my favorite food, I'm from New York as a kid. I was a very picky eater, but I loved bagels. My mom would like, every Saturday we'd go to the bagel shop. She'd hand me like a plain bagel in the backseat of the car. Very like core memory for me. <laughs> and I've always looked to replicate this in my adult life. Yes. We lived in South Florida. It was a better bagels, but uh -huh. I wanted like that experience very special yes. to me. So. And did you have any connection to like a New York style bagel? I mean, you... who doesn't love a bagel? And right. I mean, I don't trust those people. So <laughs> I think I always loved a bagel as part of my breakfast. And Danielle's, Danielle's <laughs> passion, we'll say, for bagels definitely has rubbed off on me over uh -huh. the years. And I mean, we would, as part of our travels, wherever we would yes. go, we would try to find great bagels. Like whether we were in a new city or somewhere, we'd say, hey, where's a great bagel shop? And we would go enjoy that together. And it was something we did. And so when she said, you should make me a bagel, it didn't seem odd. It just uh -huh. seemed like something okay. that felt right. Okay. So I decided to try to make it. And I'm- How I, was that first bagel? Awful, oh. awful, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I mean, I, you have to like, we should rewind. Like I never bake anything prior to starting bagels that didn't uh -huh. come out of a box. So cakes from boxes, brownies from boxes, take and break cookies. Like I didn't bake, like I had no baking experience whatsoever. No formal training. So did you training. just Google how to make a bagel? Like, yeah, the okay. internet and lots of books reading. Like it's amazing the amount of tutorials that are available to learn how to bake mm -hmm. in general. And then um, the bagel process was just about recipe testing. You know, mm -hmm. and I had watched plenty of Food Network and seen lots of other people making food. And so I just, you know, I just did what I, thought I should do. So I just started making different batches with slightly altered ingredients. Danielle would come home and say, this is horrible. This is better. This needs more salt. And I would take her feedback and I would make slight adjustments. And I mean, you should have seen the counters. It was like just glass and plastic and metal bowls full of different doughs with all the ingredients written on the paper on top. So when you were doing that, were you thinking maybe I'll sell these or were you just thinking, wow, I just want to make my wife happy? No, this was definitely make my wife happy. There okay. was no, in yeah. my mind, yeah. there was, I did not think we would be selling bagels. It was just, you know, she said, make me bagels. Of course, let's go. Okay. And yeah, he is, he got obsessed, which was great. And I was like, all right, let's keep going. You know, we're, <laughs> I was like, again, my end goal was to have a great bagel and that was it. So I was like, keep going. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. She went off to yeah. work one day yeah. and I set out to start, you know, my, test batches for the day. I don't know, three or four dozen that day. And she came home and I said, this is the one I've got it. And she's like, I've heard this before. Yeah. Like so <laughs> <You> many times <laughs> she's wasting so many calories on these terrible bagels. <laughs> but I handed it to her like pretty fresh from the oven and she bit into it and her eyes rolled back in her head. And she's like, this is it? I'm a kid. I'm in my mom's yeah. Volvo. Wow. And yeah. I'm eating a bagel from my bagel shop in Long Island. Yeah. And I was like transported. It was, it was like, I just got goosebumps, but it was pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it worked. So of course I started doing it again. I made them again and again and again, like days in a row making the same bagel. And she told me that I have to go to work every day. I can't like, 
I have to fit in the work clothes that, <laughs> <Yes>. I, <laughs> that yeah. I'm required to wear. Yeah, so like, if, like, and if there's a bagel on my counter and I've eaten a whole meal, I will eat that bagel also because that's like how much I love like bagels or they're my kryptonite. I mean, I don't know how else to say it, but yeah. so I was like, you got to get these out of the house. Like I can't eat two bagels after I've eaten dinner. Like that is not a good choice. <laughs> so we started giving them away to friends and yeah. family and those friends and family came back to us after I wasn't making as many. Because I figured out how many to make, and we started freezing them and doing stuff. And they said, you know, we buy these from you. And I was like, no, but no one's going to buy bagels from me. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> You're going to buy bagels from me. Um, and I said, okay, sure, you can buy some bagels. And so I sold some to some friends, and then they asked for them again. And I said, you know, Danielle, maybe we should try to sell them. You know, this was probably now November, December of 2019. So only a few months had gone by. It was a very accelerated few months. Yeah. I mean, I was making five, yeah. six dozen bagels a day for practicing. So it was a, it was a lot of... Yeah. energy put into yeah. it but by december of 2019 we were selling bagels on the internet which is wow. crazy yeah, to we, say like, i mean and i think because of our backgrounds we had enough insight to know okay let's build let's build a facebook page let's build an instagram let's build a website like this is like the just the right. basic stuff yeah. to have so people are like who are these people yes. and so we knew to do that yeah. i think from there once we had that it was you know kind of legitimized us i guess and then because the product itself was good then word of mouth just spread and people had yeah. somewhere to go back to and say, yeah. okay, like, how do and I you were there? all online. Yeah. So yep. four months later when the pandemic hits, it was crazy. You tell the story better than me, but that was, <laughs> yeah. so we were, um, yeah, it was, you know, March of 2020 and it was actually, we were, at, it was our anniversary. We'd gone yeah. out to dinner and she was working at Ross dress for less. And they had a big meeting plan, like this huge conference in Vegas where thousands of people, tens Deep. of thousands yeah. were people were going to come from all over the country to come to this meeting. And she gets text messages. They just start coming in. Her phone doesn't stop going off at while we're at dinner that conference is being canceled, like something big's happening. Don't know anything, but like yeah. obviously the beginning of March was starting to get scary. And um, you know, she <laughs> Danielle immediately goes, We need to stock up on bagel supplies. And I'm Yeah, like, I don't know, something in my brain. I knew we were gonna close. Like I had just had enough insight and experience and you knew of, that ross was gonna close yeah, yeah. yeah. so and she I knew just, something was like ahead happen. of time yeah. so we weren't telling people that but you just yeah. you know because of my position i had a lot of insight and information yeah. and so i just said okay like we need everything we need flour. plan b yeah eating bagel and i also didn't know yes. if i'd have a job yes. i mean i had just started in october i'd worked for them before i'd come back but mm -hmm. i didn't know what if they said you know we're gonna let people go and and i think that really motivated us to scale within our home. I mean, scale is relative, right? If we look at what we're doing now compared to what we're doing yeah, then, it's yeah. much bigger. But, and I think, and I, we just stocked up, we got a bigger mixer, we stocked up on flour and just like buckled down and said, all right, like, how do we make sure we can and survive nothing, in the pandemic? And I right. honestly jokingly was like, you know what? Like we can just trade bagels for like, Toilet paper. Yes. Toilet paper. Like, yeah. I was thinking that survival. I wasn't thinking about money. I wasn't thinking about yes. like the finances, just more like, what if we can't get food? Like, which. Yeah. We can survive on bagels. Yeah. We've got, you know, 1,500 pounds bagels. of flour. Yeah. Like, things like flour were yeah. kind of hard to find. Flour was, <laughs> flour was difficult. Yeah. We went through multiple suppliers during the pandemic. Um, multiple different types yeah. of flour, like or brands, but like yeah. still the same, like really high gluten, high protein flours. Yeah. But we, you know, in the beginning of March, we had, I don't know, maybe 20 dozen bagels a week. We were like selling to people randomly. They'd send us a message on Facebook or Instagram and say, hey, I'd love to buy some bagels. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was driving four bagels to a sweet old woman in Claremont every week because she just wanted four bagels. Like, I mean, that's how small this business mm -hmm. was. And 
then everyone scrolled a little bit deeper because they were home after like you know the stay home orders set in and next thing you know we're getting hundreds of messages like yeah inconceivable amounts of people wanting to order bagels from us and we're suddenly booked six weeks out every day seven days a week baking dozens and dozens of bagels and we had to change something so I'd made some friends along the way which I think is a, the coolest part about this story is the people we've met the community that we've been building and you know associating ourselves with and becoming a part of um, and I called him and I said I need to move everything online like the ordering everything and he's like I've been waiting for this phone call I knew you yeah. would. he's like I got you and he sent me like six text messages with exactly what we needed to do to build this website that was going to allow us to create an online ordering system and make it a little bit more kind of like a democratized environment yeah. to get because people were just like DMing you yeah. like hey to the tune of like bagel. 300 yeah. messages yeah all coming in at the same time because we did like a bagel drop so we would mm-hmm. we would release inventory like it was a concert ticket or like yeah. the newest like sneaker sneaker yeah. or album like with a very limited quantity and so we'd get you know two three hundred messages all at the same time and I was personally managing them myself and it was a mess it, it was it was not it was not efficient it was stressful <laughs> and then it just wasn't I mean it worked in the beginning and then it yeah. just we grew it, we grew too fast and yeah. so we were able to get an online system and ordering and still do bagel drops but. The system did it for us. Yeah. So yeah. it's like you, you, you hopefully get there fast enough to click on your so order, we, yeah. your dozen bagels on this date. And then um, that really helped us kind of understand our demand too. And For sure, because we would see, we could get analytics from the backside of the website where there would be, you know, as the drop was coming, we would unlock the website and people would flood in to try to buy the products. And we would have 1,200 unique users on the website, like, three minutes before the site opened. And then that number would grow to like 1,500. And then we'd have 70 orders available. You know, there was no, it was like the demand was just too high. So um, as we kind of marched into May of 2020, um, the world started to open up a little bit in Florida, at least. (laughs) We we got an opportunity to do a pop-up event, which was the first live in-person event that we did. And... I don't know if it was people were tired of being home after two months, but mm. we had like a line of like 150 people to buy like 30 dozen bagels. And we immediately limited it to like six bagels per person. We yeah. knew we had to make something happen. And there were so many people still in line after we sold out of bagels that we took everyone's name and email address and we emailed them like a special link so they could order bagels. So we didn't know. Like we yeah. were like... Where was this pop-up event? We did. It was um, actually one of our neighbors is um, the pastor at Citrus Church in Horizon West out okay. in uh, Winter Garden. Yeah. And he um, had a like a retail space next to our daughter's elementary school that they used for small group meetings and things like that. And it was like his office because they didn't have a home church at the okay. time. Yeah. Anyway, he said, come yeah. and use our space. And I said, cool. awesome, great, yeah. we'll do it. And so we popped up and it was, it was insane. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, and of course, that got a lot of notice. And then people are like, "When are you coming to do the next market? When are these happening?" And we started getting invites to different markets. And, um, and I was coaching, you know, my daughter's soccer team, and I wasn't available on Saturday mornings to do a farmers market. Like, what do you like? I can't do that. Like, I got to coach my soccer team. <laughs> so we really held off a lot of stuff until the fall. And then the fall of 2020, we started doing some markets, um, and demand was really high. Like there was just yeah. always a line every time we had you know, 40, 50 dozen bagels was the most we could make for a Saturday market. And we'd sell out in under an hour. Wow. Um, it was wild. And I think it was probably 
February or March, I can't remember exactly. I think it was February of 2021. We did a market and they were going to cancel it because the weather was awful. It was like about to thunderstorm, something crazy. Like the other vendors were packing up. We had a line of people. They'd been standing there for an hour to get bagels. Like, I mean, they were already there before we get there. They would show up before we got there. They're waiting in the rain. They're ready to go. And we sell like the first like six or eight customers and the sky just opens up like complete downpour. Danielle's like, protect the bagels, <laughs> cover the bagels. Everyone is getting soaked. We are unbeknownst to us. We were like at the apex of where the parking lot drained. So we're standing in about a foot of water. Our customers are getting drenched. There was a woman in line um, who'd come from Winter Park who was like, I'm not getting out of line. She bought an umbrella from the person in front of her. It was true. <laughs> like, yeah. It was crazy. Um, and we sold every bagel that day. And everyone stood in line and got soaking wet. And we kept the bagels dry. And they left. And um, we got home and we, we said, we have a business. Like, yeah. we, this is a business. We can do something yeah. with yeah. this. And Maybe we should. Like Right. And I have to be honest, the entire time I was very resistant. Because my career, you know, was growing. I was being you know, groomed to take a promotion. There was a lot of things going on in my career that I was like not really ready to give up or put aside. And I definitely struggled right. with like deciding, okay, how do I have, you know, one foot in two things? Because ultimately the, the bagel runs both of us. Like yeah. it just takes both of us to run. And, and that's yeah. risky when you've got kind of this show yeah. thing. You have young kids, you have health insurance, oh, you yeah. have a salary, yeah. you have, you know, like you a know what you're walking into. Yes. Yes. I had stock options. I mean, I had a lot of financial success tied up mm -hmm. in my career that I had literally gone back to work. I, to, I was a stay-at-home mom, went back to the same company I had left. And, you know, so I, we were always having this kind of dialogue of like, I don't know all right, can you do it without me? And I can keep working. And mm -hmm. I think in that moment, I started to let go of that. Like, like maybe there is something else here. Mm -hmm. Like there's something special. It's like lightning in a bottle. Yeah. How do we, what does this look like? And yeah. I, I just, it just, I like the door opened like a crack. That's still bold though, because yeah. I mean, you have mortgage payments, you yeah. have car payments, you yeah. have this and that. And these kids that are relying on yeah. you to make yeah. all that happen. Well, and Jeff has two older kids from yep. his first marriage. So we're, we're supporting four kids plus yeah. us. And it was, it was, it, it was interestingly enough, my work life got less fun. We'll put it that way. <laughs> um, and I was definitely not in a great place. I was just, there was, the workload was incredibly high. I was traveling a lot. So as things, it kind of was like, I don't know, the stars aligned for sure. Yeah. But as things were growing with the bagel business and the potential grew, I started to see that as a path of out of retail, out of managing this so many people. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, it took me, it took a lot of convincing by the it way. Like, yeah. Well, Danielle activated me. She was like, you know, I, she likes to say that all the time. She gives me, she activates me to do something and she'll say, you should look at that. Or, and I think it was after that market, she's like, okay, well maybe we should look and see if there's like a commercial space or you can find a place that you could use as a commissary and like ghost kitchen from, and mm -hmm. you can expand and we can take it slow. I don't, you go know, slow. I don't go slow. <laughs> so, um, you know, so we had started looking for places and spaces yeah. and, um, and couple fell through. Well, so. and it seems like after the pandemic, more retail spaces opened up. There were some, yeah, there were definitely, I mean, the space we are in now is definitely was a yeah. kind of like a casualty of COVID. It was a former restaurant that mm -hmm. just, you know, when people started staying home and there wasn't as much foot traffic in the plaza, the business 
found it hard to operate. Mm, yeah. And so like they had to close and we got, you know, we're fortunate. We moved into a second gen kitchen that was, you know, pretty ready yeah. for, ready to go for us. Well, and I think the landlord took a chance on us because we had, there was another spot that we thought mm-hmm. we had mm-hmm. and the land and that landlord just, we didn't have enough credibility or, you know, wow. Financial. They, financial. Turned, you they turned us down. Yeah. And I, I love to drive by that spot. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, we could have been there and we'll see what happens, you know, but uh-huh. you know, happy for them. But this landlord, for sure, when we went to meet him, we brought our yeah. bagels with us, <laughs> and I had a I had a full business plan, and I mm-hmm. I learned a lot from like that first experience where we didn't get mm-hmm. the spot and said, what yeah. can I do differently for this landlord? And that is shocking because I don't think many people realize that that you think you find a space, you say, here's my money, yeah. and you know, let me move in. No. no, we weren't financially viable because we didn't have enough. I mean, we had our financials, right? We had, you know, this is what we've done from home. This is what we think we can scale, but someone else went in there that probably had had a lot more capital and we've never taken money. We don't have any investors. Everything is through our own. Yeah. You know, we don't have any debt. So I think that's a huge part of like our success too, is like our financial decisions have Mm -hmm. are part of, I think what's helping us grow so fast in the second location, but you know, money in the bank matters when you're trying to open a new business. Yeah. And people don't really, I didn't realize that for sure. We didn't know. Yeah. It was, I mean, it was definitely, it's like getting like, approved for a mortgage. You know, like, right. You know, but you're just trying to lease this. Space. Yeah, but it's like yeah. even trying to get a rental. You well, know, when you yeah. think about same, like the yeah. terms of a lease on five years, you know, I mean, you know, and it, we talked about this a lot recently because oh. we obviously have a second location and like we have people who advise us. We have other, you know, other business owners that have been operating one or two or more locations that we become friendly with that we talk to. We have an attorney, we have an insurance agent, we have an accountant, we have. Yeah. We have a lot of people. Like a network like, of people that. Support the bagel yeah, run. Yeah. And, you know, when I, um, when we were thinking about like the second location, you we were talking to my, our insurance agent and he's like, well, you should do this. And I was like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. these are all these little nuggets that come out mm-hmm. from these other people who operate and operate. We've never, I mean, we've run businesses for mm-hmm. other corporations. We've never yeah. run our own. So this is yeah. a lot of newness yeah. for us. And I think with the space that we're in now in Okoe, um, we were walking the space and the landlord wasn't there. It was the landlord's representative, the real estate agent. And um, he's like, listen, a lot of chefs can make great lasagna. Doesn't mean they can run an Italian restaurant. And, you know, I think when he said that, like, yeah. Danielle immediately knew, like, we need to have a great business plan. Yes. We need to bring bagels for yeah. the landlord. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, you're we, exactly right. You know, because yeah. you have to have a great product, but yeah. you also have to say, hey, listen, this is, you know, we've done... Mm-hmm x revenue and made this many bagels from home and this is how we operate Mm -hmm. and so i think that was those were important things that yeah someone took a chance well we've actually interviewed a lot of restaurant owners on this show who say they can't cook they hire the chef yeah you know and they're just they're running a business and so it's two very separate things it really is and like jeff's not a trained baker but i am a trained operator you know that is my background that's my passion i love it and a trained taster that is true. <laughs> you are aficionado, yeah, right? the official t- yes. taste tester. So I think that is part of our success. Our secret sauce is, yes, we have mm-hmm. a great bagel, but we also understand a lot about what it takes to, to like manage people, run a business, build relationships, mm-hmm. build a community, build a network. Because all those things were super part of our, like they were part of our success mm-hmm. in our careers. 
And a lot of that is more is translating that I didn't think would. I just thought like you make great bagels and you sell them. Yeah. But there's so much more to it. So one year ago, you opened your first brick and mortar location. Now you want to open, you're planning to open a second location in Orlando's College Park neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, tell us, you know, how that came about and when you guys will actually open your doors. It's like everyone inundating oh. you with that question. We don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That is the, that's the number one most yeah. asked question at the shop. The current yeah. shop is when you open College Park. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so how did that come apart about that's a, you know, um, Eric Bellinger mm-hmm. is the former owner of and founder of Bellinger's Bagels, which was a Montreal style bagel shop right there in that location. Um, and on Edgewater. On Edgewater. Yep. Yeah. On the corner of Edgewater and Fairbanks. Um, <laughs> the, uh, he, um, he shared on his social media that, you know, he was diagnosed with cancer. He got, he was sick mm-hmm. and, um, he was going to be selling his business or closing permanently. Um, before he announced that, he had reached out to me. You know, we had been tied together as these, you know, new bagel options, like these right. upstarts making bagels from their houses, going to farmer's markets, selling on the internet. Like, who are these people selling delicious bagels? And um, we kind of got connected that way back in, that was during the pandemic, right before the pandemic. Yeah. I know there was a news, uh, Orlando Sentinel article, and mm-hmm. um, we got connected. And so we kind of became friendly and started talking about business and like, how to scale or what to do. And um, we had a relationship. Just like a note, sorry to jump in, but I think that is really important in as part of our stories, like the relationships that we've been building with like different businesses that are like ours, whether they're cottage food bakers or even in the bagel space, like we, we believe that there, there can never be enough bagels. Mm -hmm. So I think this relationship (laughs) with Eric is really indicative of kind of how we are, like, how do we support each other? How do we support small businesses, even in the same space? And like, yeah unbeknownst to us that relationship ended up really working in our favor yeah you're stronger together yeah like a hundred percent like and we can learn from each other like people have given us so much advice and so much guidance and support along the way and like we try to pay that forward as much as we can so we have tons of small businesses that reach out and ask questions and and we always try to say okay like here's what we did or here's some ideas and i think like with eric like we went back and forth with some really interesting ideas and thoughts because we were both doing farmers markets and like you know, we weren't doing it. We were just doing it to support one another. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then it ended up like that relationship paved the way for our next step. Yeah. So I don't know. I just yeah, because he called, he called me and he said, listen, this is what's going on for personal reason. I'm going to yeah. be closing yeah. and I'm probably going to sell it. Do you want to buy the business? And <laughs> um, Danielle and I actually had it to breakfast. It was a Monday morning. It's like our time together. And um, I was like, Eric, you know, we should, we should take this call from Eric. So we took the call. We're in the car. And as soon as he said, you know, I'm closing and I, you know, want to know if you want to be interested in the business, Danielle looks at me, immediately melts and shakes her head no. Yeah. It was like instant. And I, I'm yeah. like, like, I'm like, yeah, it's like, let's go. Like, this is, this and I was is like, a great I opportunity. Can't this. She's this like, no, yeah. how do we do it? Um, we, by the way, drove immediately there to check out the space. So yeah. it wasn't a hard no. It was a soft no. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we, we met Eric that day, actually, and we looked at the space and, and, took some time to think it over mm-hmm. and, um, you yeah. know, we and eventually came to some terms and yeah. we ended up buying the, the business. I mean, yeah. we really essentially all the assets, all the, assets, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. all the things he'd acquired in the, the time ovens, of him being open, yeah. the ovens, yeah. the refrigeration, yeah. the mixer, yeah. like all okay. the stuff you need to run a business, a bagel business. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, that, thankfully yeah. like that landlord there was, you they know, accepted you. They were. They happy. did not ask to see our financials. It's pretty interesting to see, though, kind of what once you establish yourself in kind yeah. of that one location, yeah. then you 
you get that credibility and then I think yeah. it, it gets easier. But I think that first, that first, yes. you know, that first one was, yeah. was really yeah. challenging. But there was a, you know, they were very favorable and yeah, we were able lovely. to sign a lease there and, you know, we're excited. Um, mm -hmm. So back to my back first to when, question. Yeah, back to when <laughs> so, we opened. Again, we've had a really challenging month. Our son had right. some health concerns that I was out of the business for two weeks and then we got COVID. So we were out of the business for another week. So we basically lost about three weeks of what we thought mm -hmm. we would. So we have hired a general manager. We're starting to, to staff and to do interviews mm -hmm. for that location. Um, so we're hoping, we're hoping 30 to 45 days, okay. but you know, with the supply chain, there is some equipment that we need and it's a little bit more challenging right now. So mm -hmm. we are just taking it day by day. And, you know, as soon as we're ready, like, and we also want to do it right. I think when you have an established business, right. You can't make as many mistakes. People aren't there. There's gonna... this level of expectation yeah. that people sure. have yeah. when they well, walk in. When yeah. we opened our shop in Okoe, it was Danielle and I, Yeah, it was like, People were come and stand in line, look straight to the back of the shop, watching me boil and bake bagels, sweating <laughs> like from head to toe because I was the only person scooping bagels, boiling, seasoning. Yeah. She was the only person up front taking orders and she's screaming back to me, I need a dozen everything. I need a dozen plain. Like, and like it was us. And so I think because it was us and it was organically us and like authentically us, people gave us a lot of grace. Yeah. Like we had that room, but now not to say people won't give us the space or the grace to make mistakes, but we don't want them to make mistakes. Right. Like we were okay going into shop one saying, we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. We, yeah. We've never done this yeah. before. Like it's okay. We'll figure yeah. it out as we go. We also weren't as busy. I mean, if you like we've grown so much in a year, I mean, people have found out about us. I mean, just, yeah, we were maybe selling 40 dozen bagels a day, 60 yeah. tops. And now you're at what level? Today's 80 for a Wednesday. So 80, on the yeah. weekends, we're maxing out 120, 124. Yeah. Like, so we're, yeah, we're running out of time, okay. but I do have some yeah. other very sure. important questions. How do you make a bagel? <laughs> Flour. Okay. Yeast, malt, salt, and water. Okay. That's it. And then we can actually see part of the process when you come into your store. I yeah, was in, in there the and you had dough and you were cutting it and yep. you were yeah. like rolling it and making it into the shape of a bagel. Absolutely. Once the dough yeah. is, once the ingredients are made and the dough ball is uh -huh. created, the we then cut and scale. Um, we cut and weigh each piece of yeah. dough so that it's a more uniform. Yeah. And then we shape well, it. We roll it you out. You seem like you just knew how much you needed so as you were oh, cutting yeah. them into it's, it's all weight, pieces. Yeah. 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 We, it's, like a, it's a, like a certain number of grams per bagel. Yeah. I mean, I think rough estimate is somewhere like north of 300,000 bagels that we've cut and rolled right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. that's just in the shop. That doesn't include stuff we did at home yeah. for yeah. a year and a half before we, yeah. what is the most popular flavor of bagel? Okay. Everything plain, is everything number one? Everything and then plain. Those are the two. And then Asiago, everything's really popular. And Rosemary Salt. Rosemary Salt, I think, is probably... So we sell the most everything in plain bagels. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Bar none. Yeah. But everyone has a Rosemary Salt bagel in their bag. Yeah. So even so if you come in and you're like, like I'll take uh, five sesame bagels and one Rosemary Salt. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I'll take five plain bagels and one Rosemary Salt. So that's the one I think that everyone is... The, once you try it, you're it. into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then when I was in there, a gentleman walked in and he asked you to toast his bagel. <laughs> we do not toast bagels. We do not have a toaster. <laughs> um, in my opinion, and this is just for me personally, everyone has their own. I believe fresh bagels do not need to be toasted. Okay. I actually eat my bagel whole, like a donut. 
because that's just how much I love a fresh bagel. I'm not a cream right. cheese girl. So I just literally bite into yeah. the bagel. But we do, we ask everyone, hey, give us, give it a try. Mm-hmm. Try it not toasted and see what you think before. Yeah. And some people don't like that answer. And it's, well, what's astonishing to me is that you're not a cream cheese girl because I <laughs> love cream yes. cheese. I don't know. Jeff is really? a I love, I I love cream cheese cream. as well. It's delicious. I um, I can eat cream cheese plain. Yeah. Like, I don't even need the bagel. Yeah, yeah we... <laughs> We sell we sell a lot of cream cheese. I mean, it is we're like a cream cheese factory yeah. as well as a bagel factory. But I just love like a like yeah. I just love a bagel like as is. And I personally partake in the rip and dip method of eating. Okay, yeah. I like that. The bagel yeah. cream cheese. So I'll tear off a chunk of bagel, yeah. dip it in the cream cheese, and eat yeah. it that way yeah. versus slicing and smearing. Yeah. I th- I do also think like our no toaster is really also part of our model, our labor model. It's very right. lean. We don't have a lot of space. We don't really have like the ability to slice and toast every bagel that we would never right. we'd be there for a long time. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's also part of like our food licensing. We don't do anything prepared, so we don't do sandwiches. And so far, we it's been really successful for us. Like the bagels are the star. Mm-hmm. Take them home, toast them, make a sandwich, mm-hmm. do your thing. But for us, it's kind of like grab and go, and yeah. um, and it seems to work. I mean, yeah. the majority of people. Like, I think to be clear, we're not against toasting. Yeah, like toast your bagel. Home. Like I toast a bagel at home, yeah. but like I also slather it with butter and put yeah. some like cinnamon and sugar on there, and it's <laughs> yeah. delicious. But yeah. like I think that you know, teach their own. We just don't do it at yeah. the shop. Yeah. Um, now, do you have any plans to have like a recipe book? To, you know, to to share some of this amazing talents you have with the masses, and in, in that regard. I mean, I don't think we would. Act, I don't think we would share our recipe. I think that's part of our. Like your you yeah yeah it's like your little trade secret yeah but you know like a a bagel guide maybe that would be really I mean reheating is definitely something we get a lot of questions on so I think we use social media quite a bit to share a lot of that Um, Mm -hmm. you know Instagram we have some like stories saved where you can Mm -hmm. see how to do those things so I think we try to like organically Mm -hmm. share that information we did have a Girl Scout troop come in and make bagels with us one day that was fun that was fun yeah bagel making we we did have like a bagel making class with the Girl Scouts but I don't think the seven year olds were gonna like and I also saw that you made a surprise house visit for a birthday party I did I did (laughs) yeah we have um we have an amazing community and I think that's something that like I don't that's the thing that became, I think, is most unexpected about this business. Uh, you know, having just such the people around us that circle up around the bagel run and Danielle and I personally, our family are, um, are amazing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I went to a birthday party. I made an appearance, which is crazy. <laughs> I mean, my sister was texting me. She's like, are you like famous enough to make appearances at birthday parties now? I'm like, yeah. I don't know if it's what that means, but yeah, like, I went to a birthday party. She um, and her family have been coming into the shop since we opened. They are like an actual mile uh-huh. down the road. Like they're yeah. very close. Yeah. And the morning of the birthday party. Um, they had gotten catered. They got, you know, we catered the, the party. And it like, was a bagel themed birthday party. Yeah. And um, which is amazing. Mom yeah. came in and said, yeah. you know, you know, she was talking with Danielle when she picked up all the stuff for the party. Um, and she's like, you know, maybe if like Jeff could come by, how that would be great. And so Danielle was like, I'll get him to come by. You know, what's and kind of amazing (laughs) about the community is that that mom, the mom of the birthday girl is a nurse at the hospital where our son was at. And so the very next day he was there. Like, so there is like this community that is like so much of our life that, you know, she, she messaged us immediately. Hey, he's here. Like, what do you need? And it was, it kind of just goes to show like, we're just bigger than bagels. I mean, we like my passion for bagels is really about like bringing joy 
yes. through bagels, yes. right? And that's what we do. I think we've somehow accomplished that goal. I think so. Yeah, yes. and we built this community around it that very much aligns with like what I love about what we're doing, like the bagels themselves. Well, to the point that when I was there, there was also a man who came into your store asking for a t-shirt that said Jeff's Bagel Run. <laughs> So you're selling yeah. merchandise too? Yeah, yeah. You got you merch, got merch too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's, yeah it's, awesome. it's really become something that I don't think we ever thought it would be. Mm -hmm. You know, I think we set out just to make a delicious bagel and make people happy. And, you know, when we were delivering bagels to people's house at the, you know, during the pandemic, you know, saying hi to people from yes. the porch, you know, six, yeah. 12 feet away, whatever it was, for some of those people it was the only contact that they had all day, all mm -hmm. week. And, um, you know, whether it was me or Danielle or my father helped us with deliveries and, you know, there's, there's some montage video somewhere of someone's ring doorbell with my yeah. father delivering bagels <laughs> during the pandemic. It's yeah. awesome. But I think that that joy that those bagels brought to people in a time that was, yeah. you know, And we've gotten a lot of messages about how we've inspired people to like start their own business or take what they, like what they love and, and passion and make that into a business. I think that's some of those like other additional things that we didn't expect that have happened and continue to happen. And we're really proud of that. That's awesome. Yeah. Real quickly, where yeah. can people find you online and on social media? At Jeff's Bagel Run everywhere. Yeah. Like okay. literally everywhere. Instagram, if, Instagram Facebook, 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 Twitter, TikTok. TikTok. We're not on YouTube. No. That's the someday. only place we're now. Maybe yeah. one day. But definitely TikTok is Jeff does a really fun job at making TikTok content. And, you know, <laughs> so he's uh, definitely interesting when people are like, I saw you on my For You page. And we're like, what? So that's awesome. I think that, that's been really fun. Yeah. Well, Jeff and Danielle Pereira from Jeff's Bagel Run, thank you so much for joining us today on Florida Foodie. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for listening to Florida Foodie. We'd also like to thank our guests, Jeff and Danielle Pereira. You can find their business online at jeffsbagelrun.com or search Jeff's Bagel Run on all social media platforms. Be sure to follow Lisa Bell online, search Lisa Bell News on Facebook and Instagram, or Lisa Bell News 6 on Twitter. You can also find Candace Campos on social media. She's on Twitter, just search at Candace News 6, and on Facebook, search Candace Campos News 6. Also, a big thank you to our technical producers, Derek Mosier and Ryan Haley, our post-production audio engineer, Chris Flora, and our director, Joe Grennan. I'm the show's producer, Thomas Mates. Please take the time to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or you can tell a friend about us. It really helps us out. And you can find videos of all of our podcasts on clickorlando.com slash Florida Foodie, and be sure to sign up for the Florida Foodie newsletter while you're there.